Davis Financial Advisors is a branch office of and securities offered through Independent Financial Group, member FINRA and SIPC. Sean Davis is a registered representative of Independent Financial Group. The interpretation and organization of these ideas are the confidential thoughts of Sean Davis and do not necessarily represent the opinions of IFG Incorporated. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, including market fluctuation, possible loss of principal value or liquidity, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment strategy will be profitable. And now, Uncommon Investments and Resources presented by Davis Financial Advisors, independent investment services for pursuing your investment goals. Here's your host, Sean Davis. Welcome to the show. This is Uncommon Investments and Resources presented by Davis Financial Advisors, and I happen to be your humble host. My name is Sean Davis. I'm going to be your guide, your moderator for the next couple of hours as we discuss the uncommon, the different, the less widely known investments and strategies available to you that you may not have known were available. We're going to have an active, good discussion today. I want to start the show off with a story that you may or may not have heard of recently. This was all over Yahoo News and the national news outlets as well. The story absolutely made me cringe, and it most likely will make you cringe as well if you saw it and as you listen to it now. Uh, the story centers around this doctor, in can- yeah, I guess he's a cancer doctor in the Detroit area, that made millions off of fraudulent treatments. Did you hear about this story? He pumped poisonous chemotherapy drugs into patients for years, telling them they had cancer. They didn't. He overtreated terminal cancer patients rather than letting them um, and their bodies take a natural course and die peacefully. When he could profit from it, he also undertreated actual cancer patients. And uh, Friday a few weeks ago, nearly two years after his arrest, Dr. Farid Fata was sentenced to 45 years in federal prison for violating more than uh, 550 patients' trust and raking in more than $17 million from fraudulent billings. For many people, tortured by the Oakland County oncologist treatments, it was a weak punishment. He killed my husband, said Patricia Lowen of Prudenville, whose husband, Kenneth Paul Lowen, died on September, died in September at age 62. Uh, she said Fada, 50, deserves to never be freed. Uh, federal prosecutors call it the most egregious case of fraud they've ever seen. This is a huge, horrific series of criminal acts that were committed by the defendant, U.S. District Judge Paul Borman said before sentencing Fada, saying the once prominent oncologist practiced greed and shut down whatever compassion he had. Borman, who sentenced Fada to 45 years total on multiple counts of health care fraud, money laundering, and conspiracy to pay and receive kickbacks, said the crimes called for a very serious, significant sentence for very, very terrible conduct. U.S. Attorney Barbara McQuaid's prosecutor asked for 175 years, the maximum. She said afterward that the result was close to a life sentence and that she didn't expect the case to be so egregious when they had started on it. I went through a myriad of emotions after reading about this story. Number one, I was concerned for all those families and all the people affected by this horrible person's greed. My father, my dad, recently passed away. Although he did not pass because of cancer, it made me think of him and his last days, and how many of the victims of this doctor suffered needlessly. It made me mad. 
mad that something like this can go unnoticed and unchecked for years. Lastly, it made me think of how to avoid something like this happening again, or to someone in my life in the future. When I thought about it from that perspective, I wondered how many of this doctor's patients actually got a second opinion on their disease or treatment course. If I had to guess, I would guess that a majority of the people victimized most likely did not get a second opinion on their treatment course. If they'd gotten a second opinion, I would imagine that it would have been a lot more difficult for this rogue doctor to perpetrate this fraud with so many people. Uh, They would have had someone else stepping up to say, no, this is wrong, or there's a different course that we could and should take. What does this story have to do with investments, investment planning, or my show, Uncommon Investments and Resources? Well, it has everything to do with the theme of getting a second opinion. I can't think of two more important areas for considering a second opinion than your health and your money. If you're a person of faith, then your highest priorities are likely to be God, family, health, and then money. I'm not just trying to say that most investors are facing an equivalent jeopardy with their finances, as this story would illustrate with health. I'm just trying to say that regardless of your diagnosis, you should seek the counsel of several people to get a second opinion. I want to make the case today for why I believe that it is a very important time to get a financial second opinion on your investments and or your investment strategy. Not every person, every advisor, every doctor is going to see your situation the same way. These differences in experience, background, and perspective can provide meaningful value to you. The investment world is not certain. If you're listening, you're a different woman, a different man, a different family with different objectives and goals. It's unrealistic and unreasonable to assume that a one-size-fits-all strategy is the best course of action for you. There's a lot that makes me nervous about the state of the financial markets. In a nutshell, I'm concerned that a lot of people, maybe you, are the frog in the pot of warm water on the stove. Feels really good right now, but you may not realize you're about to be cooked and eaten. What do you mean, Sean? The economy's improving and the stock market's doing great. What are you worried about? That's precisely why I use the frog in the pot analogy. There's a lot to like right now with the warm water all around us. The economy's improving, albeit very slowly. The stock market's been up a lot, but if you haven't noticed, it's also gotten a lot more volatile, too. Recently, the New York Stock Exchange was shut down because of a computer glitch. Then, there's this whole grease debacle that roiled the financial markets in turmoil for a few weeks. By the way, be prepared to hear more about grease in the future. To use the words of Taylor Swift, Band-Aids don't fix bullet holes. Greece is a bullet hole, and the EU nations decided to put a Band-Aid on the situation. Here's another concern. What's going to happen with the Fed, or when the Fed finally starts to raise interest rates? How is your money going to be affected? Do you think bonds are going to be okay? If you haven't noticed, the drumbeat of concern regarding the stock market taking a dive in the future is accelerated as well. I am not a prognosticator, nor do I have a crystal ball about when these things are going to happen and what will be the effect on your portfolio. However, I do see an opportunity to make some meaningful and prudent defensive changes to some people's portfolios. Today's show is going to be about my areas of concern regarding investments, the markets, the world, the economy, your advisor, and why it might be prudent to get a second opinion. 
I'm going to break down my areas of concern into five different groupings. First, we're going to discuss world events. Then we'll discuss domestic concerns. Next, I'm going to talk about strategy and strategy concerns. Then we're going to discuss your financial advisor and why you might be limited by your advisor. And lastly, for you do-it-yourselfers, I'm going to discuss why you especially might want to get a second opinion. And I've written a new white paper I'm going to give out. Uh, you got to take down this number, 800-682-2806. It's called Davis Financial Advisors Call to Action, the case for a second opinion on your investment planning, five reasons why now is the time. And you can get that by phoning 800 800- 682-2806. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few simple questions. It's 31 pages of information, packed full of information on why you might want to get a second opinion. And we'll talk about that more right after the break. Sean Davis, Uncommon Investments. We all know somebody who's had the cancer scare or even had to deal with the disease. Heart issues, significant health matters. Once diagnosed, many, if not most, immediately got a second opinion on what they were told in the treatment options. It's a very serious matter, your health. And next in line is your financial health. So many people never consider a second opinion on their financial health for no good reason. Why put that off? Why not get another look, another way to accomplish the objectives? You still have the ability to choose to stay the course or to make a change. At least you know there are options. Now is the time to take that action to get a second opinion. In medical terms, one might say the stock market is acting unpredictably. It needs a checkup. Is it well, healthy? There's a case to be made that it is not. Don't find yourself caught in an unhealthy financial situation. Get a second opinion by calling Davis Financial Advisors at 1-800-682-2806 or visit them online at davisfinancialadvisors.com. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on your radio. Talking about your money, talking about your investments, talking all things financial, of course. All things uncommon, as always. And if you're just joining me, then let me tell you what you've tuned into right now. We've been talking about getting a second opinion on your investment planning. At the beginning of the show, I brought up that uh, recent news story. You might have heard about this. This cancer doctor in, uh, in Detroit that purposefully mistreated hundreds of patients to line his own pockets with cash. Hundreds of patients that were given toxic poison, chemotherapy, sometimes you get tongue-tied doing this, <laughs> chemotherapy that uh, didn't even have cancer, if you can believe that. Uh, how horrible, right? In other instances, he withheld or skimped on the other treatments if it meant more money for him personally. It was scary to think about, but it made me wonder how many of his victims sought a second opinion before choosing to work with him. I wouldn't imagine it was a majority. Imagine you've just gotten the worst diagnosis of your life. The cancer doctor says, we have to start treatment right away. It doesn't surprise me that many may not have sought a second opinion, but it does make me feel like if they had, they might have avoided this monster altogether. From a financial perspective, wouldn't it be important to get a second opinion on your investments and your investment strategy? There is no one company or one person that has a lock on all the great ideas out there. So today's show is about the prudence, the reasonableness of getting a second opinion on your investment strategy. I'm going to be discussing why I believe that right now, today, it's critically important to get a second opinion on your investment planning. Why? Well... 
The current bull stock market is over six years old. Did you know, did you know that this is the third longest bull market in the last 100 years? Did you know that all the other bull markets ended with a corrosive bear market immediately following? What will happen to bonds and equities when the Federal Reserve and Janet Yellen decide to raise rates? She reiterated, she's reinforced that she expects an interest rate increase this year. Then there's Greece, the EU, China slowing. Just because your current strategy has served you well over the past few years does not mean it's the best strategy for the future. Things are changing, and your strategy should change as well. It's prudent, reasonable to get a second opinion. Hopefully, we'll get the opportunity to visit with you one-on-one together. But even if it's with another firm, please get a second opinion on what you're doing because we feel like, we sense, something's coming. Let's talk about reason number one. Uh, world events. I'm going to break this down into five different categories, five different. I'm trying to make the case um, to you if you've maybe not thought about it or maybe you're sitting on the fence. Maybe you sense in your gut. You know, I talk to a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that sense there's something in their spirit that says, I'm getting anxious. Something's not right. Uh, maybe I should look at doing something different. And so I'm going to break it up into five different categories. First one we're going to talk about is world events. Why? Does what is happening in Greece matter to you? Greece is one of the smallest economies in Europe. Its gross domestic product is about the same size as British Columbia's. Yet its problems have repeatedly sparked continent-wide crisis, like the one we barely averted the last couple of weeks. That's because tiny Greece isn't a unique case. All of Europe is the coal mine. Greece is the canary. The Eurozone has spent the past seven years suffering from stagnation, high unemployment, and dangerously low inflation. European leaders have mostly pursued policies designed to make the situation, well, worse. Greece may be Europe's most distressed economy, but the entire continent is living with the same symptoms. The deal reached a week ago Friday, a couple of weeks ago, to avoid an immediate debt default does not resolve the Greek crisis. It doesn't end Europe's years of recession or lower the absurdly high levels of joblessness in Europe's worst-off economies. 27% unemployment in Greece, 23% in Spain, 12% in Italy, and nearly 11% in France. There's a widespread perception that Greece's problems and those of Italy, Spain, and France are a kind of moral punishment for bad government and lazy workers. German politicians have repeatedly taken this line. The bigger concern, though, is whether or not Greece is the first domino to fall. There is a prudential retirement challenge. You might have seen this commercial. Um, I take notice of it because it's related to retirement. I'm in the investment world. I'm a financial advisor. So I, I, I spotted it immediately and took notice of it. It's a commercial that illustrates the concern perfectly of why Greece matters to you and your money. This man, he's, he's talking. And there's a group of people. He's outdoors. And, he, and there's this huge like um, line of ever-increasing bigger dominoes. And he, the man pushes a styrofoam domino. It's about the size of a three-and-a-half-by-five-inch square. And it hits another domino that's a bit bigger, and then that hits another domino that's a bit bigger, and you kind of get this sense here. Now, the final domino, I guess this illustration, by the way, set a world record, but the final domino was like 30 foot tall, and this thing just come crashing down. 
the domino illustration is why Greece matters. Greece matters because the world is concerned that it is the three-and-a-half-inch card and the U.S. is the 30-foot-tall domino. So let's talk about the EU, the European Union. So my point is that Greece is going to continue to be a market mover. It's going to continue to come up in the headlines, and I worry at some point it could be the straw that breaks the camel's back. So world events matter. Let's talk about the EU. The European Union has never seen the likes of the past eight days in Greece, that whole controversy that we saw a few weeks ago. Barred banks, capital controls, the first IMF default by a developed country, the collapse of a multi-billion euro bailout, plans for a referendum that may hasten Greece's eventual ejection from the single currency and the beggary of the people. Were the stakes not so high, all those emergency summits last-minute demands would count as a sideshow. Instead, it's a tragedy where an outcome that all sides say they don't want, Greece's exit from the euro, seems increasingly likely. The chaos is evident that leaving the euro would be disastrous for Greece, not the least because modest gains from default and devaluation would be overwhelmed by political and economic instability, but for the rest of Europe, too, Grexit, or Greece exit, has well-rehearsed risks, notably that of a failing state on the continent's southeastern flank. But as the drama has become more desperate, so Europeans seem less worried. They take comfort from the fact that Greece is uniquely dysfunctional. Game-playing and repeated miscalculations have poisoned the negotiations. Without Greece, many now conclude the Eurozone might actually be more stable. Here's why this matters to you. Imagine the uh, pirate days. Remember when you walk the plank? Here's what's going on in Greece. They're walking the plank. And they're inching ever further forward. Every time this happens, we get further and further toward this possible, you know, kicking out of Greece from the EU. And that would be a huge deal because how many nations might follow? This stuff matters to your money. And you should be talking to your advisor about how it matters because it moves the markets every day. And at some point... Greece may eventually reach the end of the plank and jump into the water, and that could be a huge problem for the markets. And so talk to your advisor about this. Reason number one, world events continued. What's going on with China? Why does China matter to you and your money? China's stock markets are suffering their worst crash since the global financial crisis. If you're just catching up to it, here's what you need to know. These data points are as of July 13th, 2015. Stocks to be appear, appeared to be pulling back from the brink. The benchmark Shanghai Composite added 2.5% Monday, which was July 12th, building on gains made the previous week. In another sign that confidence may be rebounding, more than 350 companies resumed trading on the Chinese markets on Monday. The prior week, over half of all listed firms halted their shares. That doesn't mean the turmoil's over. Trading remains extremely volatile, and investors are still nervous. The root cause... Over the past year, investors poured more and more into Chinese stocks, even though economic growth and company profits were weak. There is a concern I have that the same thing could be happening in the U.S. as economic growth and corporate profits have been treading water or anemic at best. Retail investors think mom and pop, average folks, were the most enthusiastic. A classic bubble developed. The bubble popped on June 12th, and since then, the Shanghai Composite Index has lost about 20% of its value. The smaller Shenzhen Composite is down around 30% over the same period. 
And China's trying desperately to control the crisis. The government has given money to brokerage to buy stocks, ordered company executives not to sell their shares. New company listings have been suspended. The central bank has cut interest rates to record lows. And regulators and security officials have launched an investigation into illegal short selling. The issue is, take a deep breath. Foreign investors own just 1.5% of Chinese shares, so your portfolio is unlikely to be directly affected. Still, economists are worried that stock losses will ripple through China's economy, take a big bite out of consumer spending. Already, gold and copper prices have been affected. And so the concern is what goes on in the rest of the world does, in fact, affect you and your money. The globe matters. Other countries matter. And as we're seeing, there is a negative theme. We're not hearing great news from the rest of the world. And all of this has a material effect on your 401k, your IRA, your retirement plans, your money. And that's a reason why we think now is a good time to get a second opinion. And if you're interested in getting one, then I'd like to give you a report we've got. We've got a Davis Financial Advisors call to action. It's the case for a second opinion on your investment planning. Five reasons why now is the time. And I'll give it to you if you phone us at 800-682-2806. It's a toll-free number, 800-682-2806. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple questions. Then we'll send you this latest 31-page guide out. It's a call to action. Five reasons why now is the time to get a second opinion. 800-682-2806. Now, when I return from an ever-so-brief intermission, a slight delay in our dialogue here, I'm going to talk about domestic concerns. What bothers me, what concerns me about the U.S. right now? That and more. Sean Davis, Uncommon Investments. Have you ever dragged your feet on something and wished that you had taken action? Maybe a car you didn't buy, a house you didn't make an offer on, an investment that you didn't follow through with? Is this the case with your portfolio today? Have you been thinking about a second opinion, but it just hasn't been the right time? Now is the time. Don't procrastinate. The market has become twitchy. It's bouncing. Are you in the right position to continue to grow or at very least withstand the market adjustment? Has your broker suggested you sell while the market hovers at all-time highs? If not, do you have a plan when to sell? Is there a strategy, a trigger point that protects your assets? If not selling now at the very top, then when? The case for a second opinion has never been stronger. Don't repeat regret with, I should have. Now is the time to act on your good instinct and knowledge. Get a second opinion on your retirement position by calling Davis Financial Advisors now. 1-800-682-2806. 1-800-682-2806. Or visit them online at davisfinancialadvisors.com. Be prepared for more of those things you're going to need to take notes on. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on your radio. Talking about your money. Talking about your investments. Talking everything financial, of course. All things uncommon, as always. And you've caught me talking about um, the prudence, the reasonableness of getting a financial second opinion, especially right now. Why do I say that? Well, all you got to do is pay attention to the news. What is going on in the world? What's going on in the U.S.? Interest rates, corporate earnings, Greece, China, the EU. I mean, it's all a melting pot of kind of chaos right now. And uh, we think 
it's going to have a material effect potentially on your money and your planning and your investment strategies and maybe your retirement. And so the idea is that maybe, maybe, just maybe right now you ask yourself honestly, do you sense in your gut that there's concerns ahead? Do you feel like everything's the same as it's been the last few years? Yeah, sure, the stock market's up over six and a half years, but does it go up forever? Did you know that this is the third longest bull market that we've ever had in the last hundred years? And we're closely approaching eclipsing the second longest. And by the way, they all ended badly. And so the point of this is that you should have a plan. Diversification's more than just stocks and bonds, and there's a reasonableness to talking to someone else that might have a different perspective than you or your current advisor. So if that makes sense to you, I've got something I'd like to give you. It's a call to action. And to get it, you got to call. you got to act now. <laughs> Toll-free number, 800-682-2806. I want to give you a 31-page new report. It's something I've written, worked on in the last couple of weeks. It's called The Case for a Second Opinion on Your Investment Planning. Five reasons why now is the time. And you can get it if you phone us at 800-682-2806. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple questions. Helps us get a snapshot of what you're doing. And then we'll send this information out to you today via regular email or mail, if you prefer. Um, all you got to do is phone us, 800-682-2806. All right, so moving on. Uh, reason number two. We already talked about kind of the world. Let's talk about the U.S., domestic concerns. Uh, this is corporate earnings season, and earnings are not great and maybe trending down. It's time for corporate America to issue their latest quarterly report cards. Unfortunately, a lot of them may be getting C's. Some may be getting D's. Companies in the benchmark S&P 500 are expected to report that their profits and sales for the second quarter were down nearly 4.5% from a year ago. This is according to data from FactSet Research. That's not good news. It's going to be tough for the current bull market, which is getting old after more than six years up, to keep going if earnings are lackluster. Even though the market has been volatile lately, stocks are still not far from their all-time highs. Many experts think a correction, at least a 10% pullback, is inevitable. There are growing concerns that stocks are... Getting a little too expensive. The only way for them to live up to the hype is for companies to post results that are much better than expected. And that's not what we're anticipating. Many of these blue-chip companies are likely to be hit by the stronger dollar, which cuts into sales and profits generated abroad. The problems in Greece and China may hurt companies' outlooks as well. Investors are already nervous about China's stock market woes, and the end stages of the Greek debt crisis. CNN Money's Fear and Greed Index, which measures seven gauges of investor sentiment, has been signaling extreme fear in the markets for the past few weeks. So let's talk about reason number two, domestic concerns, why um, I think it's a good time to get a second opinion. Let's talk about interest rates. Rising interest rates will affect most investors' portfolios in a meaningful way. According to a recent survey by financial services firm Edward Jones, 63% of Americans don't know how rising interest rates will impact investment portfolios such as 401ks, IRAs, and other savings platforms. In fact, a full 24% 
say they feel completely in the dark about the potential effects. While it's hard to know exactly where interest rates will go in the coming weeks and months, we believe over the long term that rates will continue to rise, said Tom Kirsting, fixed income strategist at Edward Jones. Fixed income is still an important part of an overall investment portfolio, but we want to remind investors that now is the time to consider buying shorter and intermediate-term bonds rather than just longer-term bonds. Financial advisors have been focused on longer-term bonds over the last few years. And so this is a reason why, as interest rates are expected to rise, you need to be visiting with whoever's giving you advice to see what their plan is. How are they planning to help you address this risk? Why interest rates matter? Uh, Bond prices typically move inversely to interest rates. A lot of people understand this. You know, if uh, interest rates go up, bond values go down, and vice versa. This means that as interest rates rise, the price or value of bonds will decrease. Higher interest rates mean higher current income for an investor purchasing new bonds. For investors who already own a significant amount of fixed income, rising rates and corresponding falling bond values may mean lower overall portfolio values. In other words... You might lose money. Shorter-term bonds, while offering low-income opportunities, are less impacted by the drop in bond value seen in longer-term investments. The survey of 1,008 Americans conducted by ORC International gauged how well they understood the impact potential rising interest rates would have on investment portfolios. So age and awareness. One-third of respondents surveyed between the ages of 18 and 35 replied they have no idea how interest rate changes will impact portfolios. As respondents' age increased, their level of awareness increased as well, with the exception of the oldest age group. One quarter of those 65 and older also indicated that they had no idea. In terms of gender, men and women were evenly matched when it comes to respondents who, while understanding that there will be some impact to portfolios, did not quite understand the specifics, 40% and 39% respectively. A division occurs amongst respondents who admit they do not understand at all what the impacts might be. So what I mean by this is that if you're out there, if you don't understand how rising rates may affect your portfolio, wouldn't that be enough of a concern to have a critical conversation with whoever's helping you manage your money? You know, get educated, ask them what their plan is. And that's another reason why we think you should call to get our latest call to action. It's a 31-page. I mean, you can take this to your current advisor and ask them what they think. You can use it as a resource so that you understand kind of all of the concerns that we have right now and why now would be an important time to get a second opinion. And you can get it by phoning 800-682-2806. It's a toll-free number, 800-682-2806. And when you call, my team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple, short questions. Helps us to kind of get a snapshot of what you're doing. And then we'll send you this um, 31-page call to action, the case for a second opinion on your investment planning, five reasons why now is the time. And all you got to do is, again, phone us, 800-682-2806. Now, when I come back in a little over five minutes, I'm going to talk to you about how interest rate increases might affect your equities and or stock portfolio in the market. Don't miss this discussion. Sean Davis, Uncommon Investment. Are you comfortable with your portfolio positions? Do you like what you're seeing with the stock market volatility? Do you know what the global impact of Greece or China or the Japanese markets mean to you and your money? Your retirement income? 
The answers to those questions are probably no. If you're like many of us, you just don't know what it all means. It, it means something. It's a heads up that means something is going on that could impact us all. World markets are correlated. What happens in one part of the world can greatly impact everyone. It's happening at a faster pace than ever before, and that's why it's so important you get input on your financial future from more than one source. The case for a second opinion has never been stronger. There are ways to protect yourself from what happens on the other side of the planet. Call Davis Financial Advisors now, 1-800-682-2806. They'll give you an unbiased look at your position. 1-800-682-2806. Online at davisfinancialadvisors.com. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on your radio, talking about your money, talking about investments, talking about the markets, talking about the case for a second opinion. When I started off the show, I told you about that uh, doctor. You may have seen it on the news, the cancer doctor in uh, Detroit that uh, that mistreated, overtreated, and didn't treat some people. If he could line his pockets with money, I mean, this guy got 45 years for giving 550 people chemotherapy and or not giving it to him whenever it meant more money to him. I mean, some people didn't even have cancer, and he was giving this to them. And so it sparked to me how many of those people would have been affected if they'd gotten a second opinion, maybe even a third opinion. I mean, if they'd gone to a couple people, I think it would be less likely that that would have happened. And it made me think about my industry, financial services, and you know, probably nothing more important to people than their health um, other than a close second is be, would be money. And it made me think it would be important for you to get a second opinion on your investment planning. You know, it's prudent. It's reasonable. No two people are going to have the same perspective, especially if these people um, have completely different resources. And so along those lines, uh, that's why I wrote a brand new white paper. It's called Davis Financial Advisors Call to Action. It's for you. The case for a second opinion on your investment planning. Five reasons why we believe now is the time. And uh, it's 31 pages, and we'll give it to you if you phone us at 800-682-2806. It's a toll-free number. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple questions. Once we get the answer to these questions, we'll send this information out to you today via regular mail or email, whichever you prefer. So I've kind of grouped the categories into five different um, reasons or concerns. And right now we're on the subject of domestic concerns. I've already talked about world concerns, Greece, EU, China, everything that's happened in all that chaos. So let's talk about uh, domestic concerns. And see, the Fed wants to adjust interest rates before a further bubble is created. The U.S. risks inflating asset price bubbles with devastating consequences if it leaves interest rates at zero, according to a senior Federal Reserve official. James Bullard, head of the Reserve Bank of St. Louis, told the Financial Times on uh, Monday a few weeks ago the Fed should get on with normalization as soon as possible so it does not have to raise rates more aggressively later, causing significant, his word, significant market volatility. The policymakers' concerns underscore the nervousness among many central bankers about interest rates remaining at rock-bottom rates, even as unemployment in the U.S. and U.K. is returning to kind of normal levels. Mr. Bullard, who is not currently a voting member, of the FOMC, the Federal Open Market Committee, said that the die was already cast and the U.S. would have super easy monetary policy even as unemployment dropped further. The unemployment rate dipped to 5.5% in February, its lowest rate since 2008, and was poised to go below 5% by the third quarter of the year, Mr. Bullard said. 
So recalling, pay attention here, recalling the tech bubble in the 1990s and the housing bubble of the 2000s, he said, this is quote, zero interest rates is too low in that kind of environment. It wouldn't be comfortable. I wouldn't be comfortable with that. Excuse me. A zero rate would feed into asset price bubbles. When asset bubbles start, they keep going until they blow up out of control with devastating consequences, end quote. And that's from a former FOMC meeting member, and he's talking about the Fed's policy of not raising rates yet. The policymaker dismissed the softer U.S. economic data that has emerged so far this year as temporary and said that the current low inflation was caused by cheap energy prices and would move up once oil market stabilized. The effect of cheap oil, he added, would be to fuel consumption in the months ahead once households understood and trusted that they could rely on a persistent improvement in their real incomes. Mr. Bullard has recently been at the aggressive end of the spectrum among Fed policymakers when advocating tighter monetary policy. He said the steep rise in the dollar, which has fallen below 110 against the euro, was the consequence of the diverging monetary paths of the Fed and European central banks. So that's source, uh, FT.com. And so why should you, after all of that, why should you be concerned about your stock portfolio if interest rates wise? Well, generally, stock market returns will decline. Investors should be concerned because rising interest rates are not good news for the stock market, said Bob Johnson, CEO of the American College of Financial Services in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania. During the period from 1966 through 2013, stock market returns have historically been highest in expansive Fed policy periods or when interest rates have been falling and lowest in restrictive periods when interest rates have been rising. According to research conducted by Johnson, along with Gerald Jensen of Northern Illinois University and uh, Louis Garcia Fiejo of Florida Atlantic University, the three published their findings in the book Invest with the Fed. That's from McGraw-Hill in 2015. The return differences for stocks have been dramatic. During expansive monetary conditions, when the Fed lowers interest rates, the S&P 500 has averaged a 15.818% return. While in restrictive monetary conditions, the S&P 500's return only 5.89, so one-third the return. So here's a couple of people saying, a couple of very smart people that have done research saying that when the Fed raises rates, generally it's not a good thing for the stock market, at least not initially. Okay, So in that context, that's just another reason why you might want to consider getting a second opinion, because Janet Yellen, even this week, Reiterated, I'll talk about this a little later in the show, why she expects a Fed increase, uh, Fed interest rate increase this year. Uh, did you know that the stock market's had its worst six-month start in the last four-plus years? If you haven't noticed, the stock market has been really, really volatile, but hasn't made much in the way of meaningful growth. So I went back and did a little research for some perspective. I looked at Yahoo Finance and their archive tool for getting actual day-to-day close information on the stock market's performance. The first six months of 2015 have been the lowest growth, least performing six months in the last four years. Did you know? I first went back to 2011 and looked at the first trading day in January and then compared it to the last trading day in June. So in 2011, the market went up in that six-month period. 744 points over six months. 2012, it went up 411. 2013, 
it went up 1,497 points in six months. 2014 brought a bit of a slowdown. By then, it had dropped or just gained 385 points. But 2015 has been the first time in the last four years where during the first six months, the market's been negative, lost 213 points. What does this mean? It means that the longer the stock market continues to rise, the more likely it is that we'll see some sort of a slowdown and possibly a correction. You should be planning for this with your investments. Stock market good as an investment strategy only works really well when the stock market continues to go up. That's a really good reason why you should get another opinion. Um, And all the more reason why you should call 800-682-2806. Uh, If you call, I'm going to give you our latest white paper, Call to Action, the case for a second opinion on your investment planning, five reasons why now is the time. So you can get that once again, 31 pages, 800-682-2806. All of this stuff has an effect on your money. It's meaningful. It means something, and you may sense that in your spirit. I've got more to come, second hour, right after this. Sean Davis, Uncommon Investments. Bull markets don't last forever. Did you know that we're in one of the third longest-running bull markets in the last 100 years? The last two did not end well. We can't predict when this run will end. We do know outside influence matters. Global markets matter. Corporate earnings matter. Interest rates matter. They all signal now is the time to take action and get involved in your investments. Surely things have been good. They may even continue for some time, but will it eventually change? And when it does, are you prepared? Just like a health checkup, have you had your portfolio checkup? Is your advisor still doing the same things for you as two, three, four years ago? Things have changed, and now is the time to get a second opinion. It's preventative medicine, maintenance, if you will. Call Davis Financial Advisors now to set your appointment for a fresh look, an unbiased, uncommon look at your portfolio. See how healthy your retirement accounts are from a different source. Call 1-800-682-2806. Even the numbers says talk. Give Sean a call. Check out the website, davisfinancialadvisors.com. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on your radio, talking about your money, talking about your investments. All things financial, of course. All things uncommon, as always. And uh, you've got me doing a special show today. Um... I'm not an attorney, but I am trying to make the case that now is the time to get a second opinion on your investment planning. And um, we believe there's a lot to be concerned about. I've got five reasons why I think you should be concerned about your money and possibly get a second opinion on what you're doing. I'm talking about world concerns. I'm talking about domestic concerns, what's going on, uh, for example, in the world you got uh, Greece news in the last few weeks. Um, you've got China slowing. You've got all kinds of different things that are going on. Uh, we're always going to have world news. and so, But some of that stuff is really having an effect on the markets. Uh, I've got domestic concerns about the Fed raising rates and how that's going to affect bonds and equities. And we're going to have strategy concerns. Then I want to talk to you about your financial advisor and how they may be limiting you. And you may not realize it. And then I want to talk to you do-it-yourselfers out there that are managing your own money, um, I have a few points for you to consider. And if um, you're thinking, in your gut, if you sense, I mean, I'm a kind of a spiritual guy. I, I, I deal a lot from my gut. I, I trust it. I've got a 
I think, a decent intuition about things, and uh, you may be that same way. I spoke to a lot of people in the last month or two that really sense that something's going on, something's different. Maybe now, maybe, I mean, I've, de- I've been delaying it, everything's fine, but maybe you're the frog in the water on the, on the stove, right? It feels warm, feels nice, but you don't realize you might be, you might be getting cooked and eaten at some point, and I'd like to help you avoid that. And so I've got a call to action. It's a 31-page white paper called The Case for a Second Opinion on Your Investment Planning. Five reasons why now is the time, and I'd like to send it to you free of charge. All you got to do is phone us at 800-682-2806. It's toll-free, 800-682-2806. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple questions. Helps us to kind of get a snapshot of what you're doing right now. And then um, once they do, we'll email this to you today uh, or send it out via regular mail, whichever you prefer. So once again, 800-682-2806. All right, let's continue on with my uh, domestic concerns. Before the break, I talked about the market and uh, this being the slowest six-month start to the market in the past four years. So going back to 2011, we haven't had a slower start to the market than we've seen in 2015. Um, Looking at the six-month return from January through the end of June, uh, the market was only up about, or actually it was down, 213 points. And in the preceding years, uh, 2014, 2013, 2012, and 2011, it all had been up. Some of it up 1,400, 1,500 points in six months. So it, it seems like things are slowing. So I went back through history because history can tell you a story about the future. And yes, it's true. History does repeat itself. It can give hints or clues about what to expect in the future. Uh, The bull market is old and graying. It's already long in the tooth. Based upon stock market history since 1929, the current stock market bull is getting quite old. Um, I've got some great graphs, by the way, in our our latest call to action report. And I think a picture's worth a thousand words. I've got every bear market, bull market that we've seen in the last hundred years. Great data, um, interesting to look at. But here's here's the snapshot of this current bull. Since 1929, by the way, there have been 25 bull markets. The average bull market period lasted 31 months. So um, a little over two and a half years. The average bull market gain was 104%. The smallest was 21%. That was back in 2011. Average length or frequency of bull markets is every 3.4 years. Just to give you some perspective, our present bull, the one you've been riding for the last few years, is already 78 months old, which means this bull market is quite long in the tooth in lasting six and a half years to date, versus the 3.4-year average since 1929. I think that's hugely compelling. I think it, I mean, it doesn't mean it's not going to continue to go up. It just means that, uh, you know, it's kind of like the older you get, the closer you are to your life expectancy. But mortality statistics are such that the older you get, the longer you are likely to live. And so it's kind of, it's kind of like that. But, you know, so in terms of what that means to your portfolio— I think it's prudent to have a plan. I think it's, I think it's meaningful, uh, this data. I think the slowness of the market's rise in the last six months, the fact that it's gotten increasingly volatile. This has been a very volatile year. Uh, the world climate, the domestic climate, the fact that the Fed's going to raise rates soon, uh, we expect. At least that's what Yellen says. Um, prior to 
to the end of the year, most likely. Um, I think all of that is going to have an effect on your portfolio, and you should be looking at your strategy. And so that brings me to reason number three, strategy concerns. Is your current investment strategy appropriate in this environment? What is your current investment strategy? Who created the strategy? When was it created, and is it still appropriate in today's environment? It's critically important in today's environment to have a good investment strategy. I think there's a Will Rogers quote that goes something like, people don't plan to fail, they simply fail to plan. And so not having an investment strategy is equivalent to you being a kite without a tether in a hurricane. You just drift where the wind takes you. This is obviously not the best approach. Um, So here's a few examples of some of the strategies I've seen. I'm going to list them for you. I'm going to tell you a little bit about them, but I'm going to talk about them in more detail when we come back from the break. But here's a few I've seen. A fixed income bond strategy. Is that you? Are you mostly in bonds uh, looking for income? So we'll talk a little bit about that. Fixed income real assets. Uh, Maybe you don't like bonds right now, but you've got some real assets. Um, What's the jeopardy of that strategy? Is it appropriate right now? Stock market good. In other words, your strategy might be you only make money when the market's up. Uh, Blended equity slash bond allocation, the classic 60-40 split. Maybe you're a real estate-only investor. Maybe you're primarily annuities. Maybe you have gone to precious metals. Or maybe you're in alternative investments. I'm going to talk about all of these uh, coming up next. But what I'd encourage you to do, if you sense in your gut that it's reasonable to get a second opinion, and you'd like to sit down with somebody that thinks outside the box, maybe takes a bit of a different approach, then I would suggest highly that you pick up the phone and call us right now. I've got a white paper I'm going to give you. It's called Call to Action, The Case for a Second Opinion on Your Investment Planning, Five Reasons Why Now's the Time. And uh, you can get it by calling 800-682-2806. It's toll-free, 800-682-2806. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple questions. Then we'll email this out to you today. All you got to do is phone 800-682-2806. Up next, I'm going to talk about strategies in more detail Tell you why I still think it's a good idea to get a second opinion. Sean Davis, Uncommon Investments. Building a great investment portfolio for retirement is a lot like a master chef's recipe for a great dish. Good ingredients blended perfectly to get the proper outcome. But just because you know what to use doesn't guarantee a great outcome. Experience matters. How long to cook it, the exact temperature, what it should look like along the way. This is what a great advisor does when they're managing your money. They're in the kitchen. Are the investments blended properly? Are you truly diversified? Do assets move in a non-correlated way to the market, ensuring protection in a downturn? Ovens can be hot, just like the market, and you don't want to get burned. You don't always want the same meal. Now is the time to try something different. Get a different taste, a second opinion on your portfolio. Let the master chefs in the investor's kitchen at Davis Financial Advisors take a look at your financial recipe. Get their unbiased look at your current investment recipe. Call them now, 1-800-682-2806, or visit them online at davisfinancialadvisors.com. Your reservation is waiting. Welcome back to the show. Shaw Davis on your radio, talking about your investments, talking about your um, money, talking about... The market's talking about the case, the reason, the justification, the thoughts I have on why you might want to get a second opinion on what you're doing right now. And I've got something I'd like you to receive. If you sense in your gut that things are changing, I mean, look at the world. You've got 
Greece in the last few weeks. You've got China slowing. You've got the EU, which is persistently problematic. You've got the Fed reiterating that they expect to raise rates this year, which will have an effect on bonds and most likely equities. And we think it's a compelling time, a, a good time to get a second opinion. And I've got a white paper called The Call to Action, The Case for a Second Opinion on Your Investment Planning, Five Reasons Why Now's the Time. And I think if you get this, you'll find it extremely um, well thought out, hopefully well written. I spent uh, a couple of days working on it and compelling. Now, 31 pages of information that's yours if you phone us at 800 682 2806. It's a toll-free number. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple questions. Then we'll email this thing to you today or send it out via regular email, whichever you prefer. All you've got to do is be proactive. Remember, it's your money. You'll pay for the lessons. You might as well get educated. 800-682-2806. All right, so before the break, I was talking about strategies, and I want to kind of um, break these apart, peel them back like an onion to some degree, unpack them as my uh, favorite pastor likes to say. And um, first thing I want to talk about is a fixed income bond strategy. Uh, this strategy might be in play if you need retirement income. You might be a big bond person if you need retirement income, and maybe you've been a more conservative investor. The concern is that this strategy would have to be updated to address the falling value of bonds when interest rates rise. You might need to pivot to short and mid-term duration bonds, as longer-term bonds are the most negatively affected by interest rate increases. You know, this strategy has been very common, and a lot of people made a lot of money on it the last five, six years because of the interest rate declines. And so that's why I say just because it served you well in the last five years doesn't mean it's the best place to be in the next two or three or one. This strategy has yielded above-average turns over the last five years. However, we think you should be using extreme caution with your bond investments over the next few years, as the Fed most likely will continue to raise rates. So that's a reason to get a second opinion. Let's talk about fixed income real assets. Uh, this strategy could be a good surrogate for bonds right now, as fixed income assets like real estate historically do better than bonds in a rising interest rate environment. Uh, also, real estate can be a hedge against inflation, and bonds generally are not hedged for inflation. Real estate may be a better asset class to buy closer to a bottom right now, Depends on the asset, but commercial real estate has not seen the recovery in prices that residential has in the last few years. Residential has historically been a leading indicator of what will happen in commercial real estate. Keep in mind, though, real estate has risk and you can lose money. Specifically, pay attention to your need for liquidity. So maybe you've got a fixed income real asset strategy. We think you should adjust that slightly as we navigate through rising interest rates. So get a second opinion on that. Uh, let's talk about stock market good. Um, this is kind of my nickname for a strategy that uh, really is dependent on the market continuing to go up. This strategy is probably the most widely held that we've seen. Uh, this strategy is based on a portfolio of, of traded equities in the stock market. This strategy has performed the best in the last few years, but it is the most exposed if the market turns. Stock market good as an investment strategy, only works really well if the stock market continues to go up and does not go through a correction. If you have a traditional financial advisor, you would most likely have some variation of a strategy dependent on the stock market continuing to go up in order for you to make money. We're concerned that this strategy is not the only strategy or maybe even the best strategy for the current investment climate. Uh, another one we see is a Kind of a blended equity bond, the classic 60-40 split, 60% equities, 40% bonds, or vice versa. This strategy is um, 
often seen with retirees. One of my concerns, though, is that the stock market has been fueled by investors chasing yield, and the stock market has been the best place to get yield in the last few years. However, when the Fed, Fed Reserve, starts to adjust rates, we feel both bonds and equities could be negatively affected. It could be a one-two punch, and it would be prudent to look for some appropriate adjustments given your time horizon and maybe your risk tolerance. Uh, we've seen some people come into our office that are maybe real estate only. Uh, this is the least widely held strategy that we've seen. However, we've met very successful individuals who have built an investment portfolio from real estate alone. You know, they've maybe never played in the sandbox of the stock market. We believe that this strategy still has merit, depending on the price point of the real estate assets owned. With an expected increase in interest rates, it will make some higher-priced real estate assets more unaffordable. This could bring down real values and rents to some degree. This is also a very highly illiquid strategy. Not all real estate is easy to get out of quickly. So we think um, you know, complementing the strategy with maybe more liquidity or other types of assets that maybe aren't as difficult to exit from could be a good thing. Uh, we see some people with primarily annuities. Uh, we don't see too many people come through our office with annuities only as their predominant strategy, but we do see high allocations. Annuities can help to protect principal if you're worried about a stock market fall. However, they generally perform well under the stock market. Uh, they have high fees and expenses. Additionally, annuities are all tax-deferred, and tax-deferred growth only works really well when the tax you pay later is lower than what you could have paid originally. I'm concerned that taxes will most likely trend toward rising. Another concern is the lack of an appropriate hedge for inflation. And these are very expensive products, so you might want to complement your annuity strategy by doing something else other than that. Precious metals. Um, I don't see this as often as many other strategies, but it's still a common situation to see investors allocating more to metals. My concern is that the United States is the best house in the worst neighborhood. In other words, everyone else is more in jeopardy than we are. Um, everyone else is kind of more in the toilet than we are. The EU has just begun their version of quantitative easing and stimulus. China is slowing, which we've already discussed. So the dollar has rebounded dramatically in the last 18 months. And anything that's good for the dollar is generally bad for metals. Um, for me, I would be concerned about metals at this time. Alternative investments. Alternative investments have gained favor in the last six years as a surrogate for the stock market. Uh, other than our own clients that own them, it's rare for us to see someone with an investment bias toward alternative investments. But we define them as a portfolio of investments outside the stock market, which are meant to be an alternative to. We presently feel confident about an allocation to alternatives because they are the least exposed to a market fall and broad interest rate increases. However, alternative investments are much more illiquid and complex than many other investments. You can still lose money, and care should be given to how you allocate to and position a portfolio of alternatives. So depending on your strategy... Is your current investment strategy appropriate in this environment? What does all this mean to me, Sean? Well, that's a great question. Uh, think of all of these strategies as ingredients to a recipe. Let's say you're in the kitchen. Let's imagine that you're in the kitchen. I mean, everybody's made some sort of dish at some point. If you want to build a cake, you'll use different ingredients than if you want to make pasta. Sure, some of the ingredients are basics for many different recipes, but how much in combination with other ingredients, is critical to the success of a recipe and how you, how you proceed to cook that. I mean, you don't put a hamburger in the toaster or a steak in the toaster. <laughs> Can you imagine? I mean, I mean, there's a protocol. There's a way in which these things are built and there's a way in which you cook, right? So here's my main point. 
Your investment strategy should always be monitored and potentially adjusted. The world is not static. It's dynamic. And a dynamic investment world means that your strategy should be dynamic and evolving. Just because it's worked last year or the year before does not mean it's the best strategy for the next two years. Add to this concerns about liquidity, phasing into retirement, risk reduction, a market correction, or any of a thousand other things that could mean you need to adjust your strategy. Doesn't that make sense? I mean, isn't, isn't that reasonable that the strategy should be evolving and that it should be adaptive to what's going on presently and that you should be having these types of conversations? I mean, maybe, maybe I'm the one that's crazy. Maybe, maybe I'm the only one that thinks this way. Or maybe you sense it in your gut, too. You know, and that's one of the reasons why we're talking about it. So, unfortunately, too many people in my industry are static advisors instead of dynamic. At Davis Financial Advisors, we can represent bank products when they make sense. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, annuities, real estate, and alternative investments. In other words, our pantry is stocked with a whole bunch of different ingredients to help you create the best recipe for you in today's investment environment. It's a cooking analogy, but everybody understands it, right? You need to have lots of ingredients to be able to make great dishes, and you need to have lots of different options, investment options, to be able to weather what's going on or what we expect could be happening in the future. And investment diversification, I believe, I believe investment diversification is more than just stocks and bonds. And if that makes sense to you, then I think that's a good reason uh, why you should come visit. Get a second opinion with us. Now, by way of introduction, I'd like to send you our latest call to action. It's a white paper. It's called Davis Financial Advisors Call to Action, The Case for a Second Opinion on Your Investment Planning, Five Reasons Why Now is the Time. It's 31 pages, and I think you'll find it compelling. I've got some great graphs. I've got some great statistics about the market. I've got historical data in there. I've got some things that maybe you haven't thought of before that have a material effect on your investments. And uh, maybe your situation's changing. You know, we, I, I didn't really address that, but if you've had major life changes in the last year or two, that's another reason why uh, you should get a second opinion. Or maybe you're phasing into retirement in the next year or two, and that's a critical time to get a second opinion. If that makes sense, then call us. 800-682-2806. That's a toll-free number, 800-682-2806. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few brief, simple questions. Helps us to get a snapshot of what you're doing right now. And then we'll send this information out to you, 31 pages, uh, to you today via email or regular mail, if you prefer. And uh, once again, all you got to do is be proactive. Pick up the phone, 800-682-2806. Now, very important, super duper important. The next discussion, when I return, is going to be all about your financial advisor. And I'm going to talk about the top four reasons why people leave their advisor, and I'm going to talk about why your advisor may be limiting you and you don't know it. That and more. Sean Davis, Uncommon Investments. We all know somebody who's had the cancer scare or even had to deal with the disease. Heart issues, significant health matters. Once diagnosed, many, if not most, immediately got a second opinion on what they were told in the treatment options. It's a very serious matter, your health. And next in line is your financial health. So many people never consider a second opinion on their financial health for no good reason. Why put that off? Why not get another look, another way to accomplish the objectives? You still have the ability to choose to stay the course or to make a change. At least you know there are options. 
Now is the time to take that action to get a second opinion. In medical terms, one might say the stock market is acting unpredictably. It needs a checkup. Is it well? Healthy? There's a case to be made that it is not. Don't find yourself caught in an unhealthy financial situation. Get a second opinion by calling Davis Financial Advisors at 1-800-682-2806 or visit them online at davisfinancialadvisors.com. Welcome back to the show. Shaw Davis on your radio, talking about your money, talking about your investments, talking all about the reasons, the justifications, the ideas, the thoughts, the concerns that I have for you getting a second opinion. I think it's important. I think it's necessary. I think it's prudent. I think it's reasonable. No one company, one person has a lock on all the great ideas out there. And we're talking about the world. We're talking about domestic concerns, world concerns, strategy concerns. What's your strategy? Do you have one? Do you know if your advisor has one? We're talking about advisors, and then I'm going to talk to you do-it-yourselfers at the end of the show. Um, and if you're sensing and your spirit, if you're a gut person, you listen to your gut and you look around and you go, hey, things are different. Things are kind of crazy. There's a lot of chaos going on right now. And by the way, this has been the slowest start to the first six months of this year and the last four in the market. Uh, this is the third longest market up, six plus years that we've had in the last hundred a lot of reasons, a lot of reasons you might want to get a second opinion. I've got something. It's called a call to action, the case for a second opinion on your investment planning. Five reasons why now is the time. And I'll give it to you if you phone us at 800-682-2806. It's a toll-free number, 800-682-2806. Um, all right, so I want to talk about uh, your financial advisors. I was, I, I was reading an article about the top four reasons clients leave their advisors. I mean— I'm in the industry. This would be important to know. Um, and I wanted to share it with you because maybe you're sensing or feeling some of this, which would be another reason why to potentially get a second opinion. But uh, the fourth of four reasons, the least important reason why somebody would leave would be long-term portfolio losses. Uh, long-term, more than one year, losses to your portfolio. Uh, that was chosen by 37% of the mass affluent and millionaire cohorts uh, while for the ultra-high net worth, this was a survey of ultra-high net worth folks, 40% chose that as the reason to leave their advisor. I mean, if you suffered long-term losses, might might want to pick up your bags and go someplace else. That does make sense. Of the services clients expect from their advisors, choosing investments and diversifying their portfolios top the list. Advisors may get a breather on performance worries for a while, given the stock market's rise over the last few years. But that's the fourth least important reason why people leave their advisor. Number three. Uh, not being proactive in contacting you. Uh, 93% of ultra-high net worth folks prefer that the advisor initiate contact with them. Most high net worth folks want to be contacted quarterly, 35%. Uh, some want monthly, 32%. Are you, yes, you, I'm talking to you, are you being contacted as frequently as you wish? With the world and the market changing every day, not to mention your own personal financial situation changing over time, wouldn't it be important that your advisor proactively communicate with you? Um, number two reason clients leave their advisors, not providing me with good ideas or advice. Sure, your advisor may be providing newsletters and webinars and maintaining a blog, but is all of that information even relevant to you? I do a radio show, but sometimes I wonder if that has less value to my clients than I think it might. 
Only a little more than half of respondents rated the content of face-to-face meetings with their advisors as excellent. A little more than half. While less than a quarter said the same about newsletters and about um, blog content, etc. Only 10% rated that high. I believe, me, Sean Davis, part of my core philosophy, my belief is that a financial advisor should bring you, bring you, not you bring them, but bring you knowledge, information, and resources that you cannot easily come by on your own. Otherwise, what's the point of the relationship? Where is the value? If your advisor only manages your money in the stock market for a fee, is that really worth the fee? Most investors with that kind of relationship might consider firing the advisor, buying a low-cost index fund, and recovering the fee difference. At least you'd recover the fee that you were paying, right? Think of it this way. I'll put it into monetary numbers for you. A 1% fee paid on a $400,000 portfolio, $400,000 portfolio, 1% per year fee paid on a $400,000 portfolio would cost $4,000 a year. However, when you calculate this over 25 years and assume that you had not paid the fee, the fee would have been added to your account balance each year. You would have had it. You, you could have kept it. At a 7% growth rate, that 4% fee plus what it would have grown to would be $252,000 in additional wealth. Are you getting the equivalent of $252,000 worth of ideas, strategies, performance, and communication from your current advisor if you have $400,000 or more with them? If not, get a second opinion. Are they showing you how to own rental property in your IRA? A three-bedroom, two-bath house, have they shown you how to do that? Have they shown you how to do a Roth conversion and maybe mitigate the tax? Have they shown you how to phase into retirement and generate income from passive investments that aren't as sensitive to interest rate movements as bonds? Have they shown you how to drive long-term stock market equivalent returns from other investments outside the stock market? If not, what else are you missing? The number one reason people leave their advisor, not returning phone calls, emails in a timely manner. 67% of ultra-high net worth investors listed not returning phone calls in a timely manner as the top reason they left their advisor. 53% cited email. So if you're not feeling the love, all the more reason to get a second opinion. And here's something interesting that you may or may not know. Not all advisors are the same or have the same resources. Most financial advisors are limited in what they can offer their clients. If you have an advisor that is affiliated with a very large life insurance company, then more than likely the answer to all your financial goals and concerns will be some sort of an insurance product. If you have an advisor that's affiliated with a large stock brokerage firm, then the answer to all your financial goals and concerns is more than likely going to be the stock market. Maybe that's the right choice for you. Maybe not. But when the big firms have 300 of their own mutual funds to offer, do you see that there might be a problem with bias or objectivity? You know, Many of the insurance-only sales agents out there want you to stay away from the stock market and put your money in guaranteed annuities. Is there a problem with bias or objectivity when an insurance guy recommends insurance products only? You know, who your financial advisor is affiliated with has a material effect on the advice that you are given. And to think otherwise, I think, is naive. You know, when, when's the la- if your advisor manages money in the stock market for a fee, when's the last time you ever heard them suggest that the stock market might be a bad place to be? Now, we've seen that in the last 15 years. There have been obvious times where the market was not making sense and was hemorrhaging. But when do they ever tell you to get off the ride? Often they don't. It's very rare. you know. And so my concern, the reason I'm talking about getting a second opinion, is that 
there's a lot of different advisors, and I work in a great industry, and there's some awesome folks out there. And if you've got one, hallelujah, amen, I'm glad you do. But if you're not feeling the love, if you don't feel like you're being brought ideas, if you don't feel like you're being, pro, being uh, proactively approached with different strategies, risk mitigation, talking about the markets, talking about what's going on, returning your emails and your phone calls, if you feel that that's going on, that's a good reason to phone us right now. We'd love to give you a second opinion. And as a way of introduction, I'm going to give you our call to action, the case for a second opinion on your investment planning, five reasons why now is the time. And all you've got to do, one simple phone call, 800-682-2806. It's toll-free, simple, 800-682-2806. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few questions, and then we'll send this information out to you. And we'll offer you an opportunity to sit down with us. Take advantage of it. It's your money. You're paying for the lessons. I'll be back right after this. Have you ever dragged your feet on something and wished that you had taken action? Maybe a car you didn't buy, a house you didn't make an offer on, an investment that you didn't follow through with? Is this the case with your portfolio today? Have you been thinking about a second opinion, but it just hasn't been the right time? Now is the time. Don't procrastinate. The market has become twitchy. It's bouncing. Are you in the right position to continue to grow or at very least withstand the market adjustment? Has your broker suggested you sell while the market hovers at all-time highs? If not, do you have a plan when to sell? Is there a strategy, a trigger point that protects your assets? If not selling now at the very top, then when? The case for a second opinion has never been stronger. Don't repeat regret with, I should have. Now is the time to act on your good instinct and knowledge. Get a second opinion on your retirement position by calling Davis Financial Advisors now. 1-800-682-2806. 1-800-682-2806. Or visit them online at davisfinancialadvisors.com. Welcome back to the show. Sean Davis on your radio, talking about your money, talking about your investments, talking all things financial, of course, all things uncommon as always. And I have been for the last hour and 45 minutes trying to make the case for why I think it's a critical time right now to get a second opinion on your investment planning. Uh, we've been talking about what's going on in the world. I've been talking about domestic concerns. I've been talking about different strategies that I think could be outdated or need to be amended and or fixed. Um, I've talked about how, you know, your advisor, the relationship you have with them, they may be limiting you in some way and you don't even know it or realize it. Um, and now I want to talk to you do-it-yourselfers. But for, before I do, and, and this will be a discussion for the people that manage their own money, okay? I, I've got some some very interesting points I want to make to you. But before I do, um, I'd like to send you, if you feel like now would be a time, if you feel like what I've said is reasonable, if it's prudent, if it makes sense, if it's logical, if the idea of sitting down with somebody that thinks different, that thinks outside the box, that maybe has a different perspective on your strategy, your investments, or your situation, if that appeals to you, then by way of introduction, I'd like to send you some information. I've got a Davis Financial Advisors call to action, the case for a second opinion on your investment planning. Five reasons why now, now is the time. And all you got to do is phone us, 800-682-2806. It's a toll-free number, 800-682-2806. My team's standing by. They're going to ask you a few simple questions. We'll send this information out to you today, and um, Kaylee and or Stephanie in our office will call you to see if you'd like to sit down with us one-on-one -on -one to get a second opinion. Uh, remember, it's your money. You're paying for the lessons. You might as well get educated. So... Let me talk to you do-it-yourselfers. If you're managing your own investments, 
have you ever thought, have you considered that you might be limiting yourself? If you're managing your own money without the help of a financial advisor, I can imagine that either you don't see the value in that kind of relationship or someone in my industry let you down in the past and you realize that nobody is going to care more about your money than you do. I understand. I get it. You're not alone. I've met very successful people that are quite capable at managing their own money. However, it doesn't mean that they aren't missing valuable ideas and or resources by not engaging with the right financial advisors. Financial advisors need to add value. Yes, I agree. They do. The fundamental premise of an advisor relationship with Davis Financial Advisors is that we will bring you and all of our clients, knowledge, information, and resources that you cannot easily come by on your own. In other words, think outside the box and bring uncommon resources to the table. However, you, have you ever considered that you, if you manage your own money, you might be limiting yourself if you do it alone? I mean, my job, I have a full-time job. It's not a part-time job. I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I just want to share with you, I do all the research for the radio show. Me. I write the white papers. I've written all of our website content, davisfinancialadvisors.com. I'm the one with my ear to the markets and the world's economy trying to decipher where the next opportunity lies. If you have a full-time job now, how much time can you actually devote to the same research? If you're retired, why would you ever want a full-time job again? Obsessing about this, waking up to be ready for the morning bell. I've met good people that I feel are living a lesser-than-optimal retirement lifestyle because one of the spouses obsesses over where the stock market's going. In other words, their entire retirement strategy is dependent on a favorable stock market. I mean, if this is you, this is how it goes, right? Market's up, you have a good day. Maybe you're on vacation, market's up, everything's great. But if the market's down, if it's hemorrhaging, if it's losing value, oh, it's not a good day no longer. You know, how many of you go home and tell your spouse, oh, we made this much money today or we lost that much money today and you're retired. I mean, how secure, how secure does that feel? But I get it. In other words, the entire strategy is dependent on a, on a favorable stock market. So you feel the need to keep watch on the guard tower, waiting for the return of the marauding invaders, you know, stated a little differently you can't enjoy retirement to its fullest because you only have peace of mind when the stock market continues to go up. That's a very one-dimensional strategy, and it does not have to be that way. Let me ask you a question, you do-it-yourselfers. Who's going to do it when you're gone? You know, another reason to consider getting a second opinion is your mortality. Let's assume that you've been and most likely will continue to be a person that prefers to manage your own money. And let's also assume that you're skilled at it. Here's a concern you may or may not have. Who's going to do this for your spouse if you aren't able? Maybe it's a death. Maybe it's a physical impairment like a stroke. Whatever the cause, is it reasonable for you to assume that your spouse can manage your money as well as you have? I've met very few husband and wife teams that make joint decisions with regard to investment selection and implementing a strategy. In most of the interactions that I've had with clients and prospective clients, there is a lead financial person in the marriage. That person is normally the person that makes the bulk of the decisions. This does not mean that the decisions are not discussed. It means that the non-lead spouse will normally defer to the person that has been successful and made more of these types of decisions. Let me give you an example. I, Sean Davis, I'm married to my high school sweetheart, Jen. Jen is much more intuitive than me when it comes to people. 
she can spot someone that she doesn't trust a mile away. She doesn't like drama, and she's pretty black and white with regard to how she lives her life. I appreciate those qualities in her. When it comes to finances, though, she does not have any desire to be the lead person. She's never had that desire. So when I start talking about dividends, arbitrage strategies, owning real estate in an IRA, her eyes literally start to gloss over and she begins to yawn. It's not her thing. We make joint decisions, but she's always deferred to me when she's been questionable about what to do. I wouldn't want to leave her to the wolves if something happened to me. Most likely, you don't want to do the same to your non-lead spouse if you're the one that makes the financial decisions. So wouldn't it be important for a do-it-yourselfer with a spouse like mine to have a relationship with someone that you can trust? Establish that relationship now so that you don't have to worry about leaving your spouse to the wolves if you get passed away or if you pass away or get debilitated. Another thing is that you have limited resources. As a do-it-yourselfer, you can't be an expert in everything. You've undoubtedly met some people that think that they're an expert in everything, and you can see right through that bravado. I certainly have and can wager that if you've been on this planet long enough, you have as well. There is an old phrase, jack of all trades, master of none. No offense meant here, but it's naive to think that you can do everything that a really good financial advisor can do. Now, I'm not talking about someone that only manages your money in the stock market for a fee. I'm talking about a knowledgeable, resourceful idea or strategy generating financial advisor, somebody that helps you coordinate and integrate all your financial assets and decisions for maximum efficiency. You could be limiting yourself and you won't know until you sit down with somebody that's really creative. And I'd like to be that person you sit down with. Or I'd like you to sit down with one of my advisors. And if that makes sense to you, then call us. Get our information. Set an appointment with us. Let us give you a second opinion. Okay? I've got a call to action, the case for a second opinion on your investment planning, five reasons why now is the time. It's 31 pages. I'll email it to you today. I think after you read this, you'll find it super compelling, and I think it's a good case, and uh, maybe it's what you need. 800-682-2806. Now, rest assured, I, Sean Davis, I'll be back here, same time, same place, next week to talk more about your money. This has been Uncommon Investments and Resources. Have a great week. Different types of investing involve varying degrees of risk, including market fluctuation, possible loss of principal value, or liquidity. There can be no assurance that any investment strategy will be profitable. The show is now over, but this is the critical question that only you can answer. Was it informative and helpful? Sean and his team feel that financial advisors should bring you knowledge, information, and resources that you cannot easily come by on your own. Otherwise, what is the point of a financial advisor? If you can do what they do, you probably don't need one. There are two ways to make the information you heard here today more valuable to you. First, call or go online to receive the white paper Sean offered. Having a tangible copy of the information will allow you to take notes and review. Second, take the advantage of the opportunity to sit down with an advisor one-on-one. -on -one. Retirement planning is complex and individual. It requires the knowledge of professionals. If you requested information, you will be called to personally schedule your no-obligation private meeting. Call 800-682-2806. That's 800-682-2806. Online at davisfinancialadvisors.com.